is blasphemy. No. Finally, they did unleash him. No. Ah, this is the no. Hey, Paul. What's up, G? Let's give these people something different. All right. Welcome to the PG Sports Podcast. It's your boy, Paul, Far Sports. And your boy, G. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the PG Sports Podcast. Paul, tell them something. How y'all doing? Thank y'all for joining in. We've got another great episode for y'all. Oh, another oh, good one. Oh, surprise. Y'all thought y'all only got one this week. Ho-ho. No. Double the work. Double the episodes. No money. We don't get paid for this. This is a passion project. We do this for y'all. So we honestly do appreciate y'all for listening every week. It is a, this is different. This is like cooking. This is a labor of love for us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what do we got starting off with week week eight preview. Mm-hmm. We got some good ones slated and some ones that were supposed to be good, but they disappointed us. Yes, definitely, <laughs> definitely. All right. Start, so let's start. Off start? The the first first game of the day Sunday. Supposed it should should have been coming into the season should have been one of the best games of the year. Eagles Jags. Eagles Jags. I, I don't. Oh think so. man! Both teams coming off a loss. Mm-hmm. Both teams and... need a, need a win very badly. Just for morale and psyche. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. what was that? The Eagles gave up that twenty-one into four. Yeah. And and the Jags are just getting. Beat by everybody. Oh, man. Like, they get they get manhandled by everybody, man. The defense looks terrible. Then they had what the last week they actually blinched. Here's the thing. They benched Blake Bortles last week. Okay. Yeah, for Cody <laughs> for Cody Kessler. <laughs> but here's the thing that gets me, right? Blake Bortles is not no more than what we've seen already. Like, y'all saw this last year. And was like, oh, we keeping that. What? Like, why are y'all mad at him for being a mediocre quarterback when he's been a mediocre quarterback? Like, <laughs> I, I think what really happened when they gave him the extension was last year he, he tricked them because he wasn't as bad as he usually is. And right. he, he, he brought him brought him to the AFC Championship, you know. But, hey, the real Blake Bortles, has reared his head again, man. I, t- there was never a fake one. To, last year, he was bad. Okay, he wasn't this bad last year, but he was still a very mediocre quarterback. Like, we're literally talking about him and, like, Nathan Peterman at this point. Like, it's, it's oh, he, terrible. Come on, he, he wasn't Nathan Peterman bad. He's the, he's the that, Peter. That, yeah. dude, that dude is historically <laughs> bad, man. He, oh, him, him, him and the Peterman. I think there's two things that we can agree on. Water's wet. And Nathan Peterman is horrible. Nathan, I think that- <laughs> he is horrible. Oh my goodness, man! Water's wet, and the Peterman is horrible. So <laughs> I just, I just can't believe. But like I said, I that's just the thing for me. You got what you paid for. Don't be mad at I, him because you got what you paid for. That's just me. I have. I agree with that statement one hundred percent. You got, got what you paid pay for. Yes. You got what you paid for with that one. Then we got the Eagles in that catastrophic fourth quarter. Oh my goodness. 21 in the fourth. You don't. Oh. There's, hey. there's not too much that can be said about that. That's just 21 not, in the fourth. And being not, up not, 17. Yeah. Not with that defense, man. They, they're supposed to be better than that. Offense is supposed to be better than that. Not to keep giving them the ball back to score 21 straight. Correct. In, under, <laughs> in under five minutes. I don't know. That one was supposed to be better, but both teams coming in reeling off of a loss, and both of them need it. You know, let's have some fun with this one. Who are you taking? Eagles, 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 or Jags? Uh, I I gotta. If, <laughs> I hate to say this, but I, I mean I'm going Eagles because we are. I've I'm a self-proclaimed Jags fan when I don't have my Patriots jersey on. Shout out to Patriot Nation. I love how you do that every time. Absolutely. But <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm a self-proclaimed Jags fan, you know, with, when I don't have my jersey on. But he, I, I think the Eagles win. Zach Ertz is, is balling out of control. Right. What, third third in the league in receptions, man. On mm-hmm. pace to have one of the greatest seasons for a tight end in history, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. And Blake Bortles is Blake Bortles. I'm taking Carson Wentz over Blake Bortles mm-hmm. ten times out of ten. 
you know. So e- e- agree with that one too. Eagles as a whole, because you Sorry. already know how y'all already know how I feel about the Jags offense. I don't trust them at all. I can't. I can't trust this far. Blake Bortles can throw. So what? <laughs> what about the the Carlos Hyde trade from the Browns? We didn't really we 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 mentioned it last episode. We didn't really talk about it. I think. That is that's Leonard Fournette being hurt a whole lot worse, man, than yeah, than what people that, are they, really thinking. Well, he he put like this: is until Leonard Fournette was pretty durable until he had that ankle or something when he was in LSU, and ever since then he was just he just never been able to just string it together and have fully no. healthy seasons. And it's just like I said, I will say this: that Carlos Hyde trade does. I you, to me, I think it makes for a little bit of a crowded backfield. Because you got Fortnite and Carlos Hyde, who are almost the same back, except Fortnite's just faster. And it's like, okay, so you're going to run two big pounding running backs? Is, you just don't want Blake Borders to throw the ball at all. <laughs> I, would you? <laughs> would you? Okay. Yeah, but, but she can. <laughs> but at the same time, is is Hyde, because Hyde's healthy. I mean, he mm-hmm. didn't play last week, obviously, because they what, traded him on Thursday, Friday, something like that. Right. But – with it, with him being healthy, healthy, is that gonna help Bortles out a little bit to have that running game back? Because first of all, Fournette, uh, Fournette helped him last year. You know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not gonna go out on a limb and say yeah, <laughs> but it could. <laughs> well, it put could it like this: a, a good running game helps any offense, and mm-hmm. when they when they hinge their running game on Fournette, which is smart to do, he's a mm-hmm. talented running back. Mm-hmm. With him not being there, that throws an entire chink in your offense. And basically, they're hoping Carlos Hyde can just be productive at this point. He doesn't have to be 275 yards on 45 carries. Just be productive, and then we'll see what we got from there. Yeah, I agree with that. So then moving on, we got Ravens-Panthers. Oh, I am thoroughly looking forward to this. So 12 o'clock kickoff. Yeah. I am thoroughly looking forward to this. Cam has been playing great. Completion percentages up. Playing oh, Kim and North Turner, they are married at the hip almost. Mm-hmm. And he got that. I I thoroughly underestimated the North Turner factor. Mm-hmm. Yes, I did. And it's funny to hear people talk about North Turner as an offensive play caller because he did what we've talked about before. He institutes common sense. (laughs) As a coach, he just institutes common sense. Hey, Cam, what are you? A freak of nature who can throw the ball 90 yards on a knee. Okay, cool. We're going to make an offense to let you do that. Do just just that. (laughs) (laughs) Right. We're going to make an offense to let you do that. That's it. Like, we're not going to try and come out here and make you Drew Brees and throw 72% completion percentage. No, we're not going to do that. We're just going to let you be a freak of nature Mm. and can throw the ball 90 yards. No time. That's what no we're, time. that's what our offense is gonna be. So yeah, them the, the, the aspect I look at it from with the mm-hmm. Ravens Panthers is the Ravens coming off a heartbreaking loss. Yes, pa- Panthers Panthers coming off of a, a a really really up high win because they yeah. came back. So that's that's the the both sides of the spectrum right there, man. Gonna because be, go ahead. Be interesting. No, I, I'm just saying it's going to be an interesting, interesting Cause the outcome. Because the one thing about it, as far as like get coming off of games like that, mm-hmm. the Ravens coming off such a a catastrophe, uh, mm. such a devastating loss. That was terrible, man. It's either a they it holds them, yeah. or b they shake that off and get back to playing ball, which we've seen the Ravens do because the Ravens had a tough loss to the Browns early in the year and came back and beat the Titans twenty-one nothing. Mm-hmm. Or the Panthers could mess around and be riding riding too high on that twenty one point game, and then they never really prepare for the Ravens. <laughs> right, All right. That's a that's gonna be an interesting dy- dynamic to look at for me. Cam versus that defense. Uh, mm-hmm. That's gonna be a good one. I think that's. I think personally, just looking at the, at the slate of games, that's mm-hmm. gonna be the best. That's gonna be the best one of the week. I think. All right, let's have some fun with this one too. Who you taking, Ravens Panthers? Ah man, first two teams are not my Patriots, but they are my my other team. <laughs> when, I, when, when, when I don't have my Patriots jersey on, wow! Right. I, I'm gonna man, and I 
I'm a Cam Newton fan too, though, man. I, mm-hmm. I'm I'm going Ravens. I'm going Ravens. You you're going Ravens. I'm I'm going Ravens because I, as much as I like Cam, I like defense more mm-hmm. than offense, mm-hmm. and I think the Ravens have a, a very good defense, very good defense to hold to hold Drew Brees to what what was it twenty point twenty one points? Yeah. Uh, I mean you you're doing something. You're doing yeah. something. So I I I like the Ravens. Uh, I'm sorry on this one. I'm gonna have to disagree with you. I I like Panthers. You, you I go. like what I've seen. I like what I've seen from Cam and his offense. The defense is still balling out of control. It's still the Panthers. The mm-hmm. front seven still amazing. Back end is a little bit suspect, but I think they can get to Flacco, make him make him miserable, make him uncomfortable because you know Flacco don't move. And I think Cam, this he whole does. thing with North Turner, I think I underestimated it for too long, and I'm gonna give him, I'm gonna give it to him this time. Panthers, Ravens. I'm taking Panthers. Cam, Cam and crew get the dub versus the Baltimore Ravens, and it, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. Then, oh boy, the Sunday night game. Oh man, Sunday night. So who's who's playing Sunday night, G? Who, who you got? To, who's playing the game Sunday night? The Saints and the Vikings. Oh boy. Oh. Your your Minnesota Vikings, who have been playing great since you know one thing that one people some people uh, had some doubts on us early in the year because uh, we did play we did play some very good teams we call L A we can't we for some that Aaron Rodgers game still bothers me he's on one leg man yeah yeah <laughs> but we played we played Philly we played uh. The Rams, and we had a lot of tough ones early, so we kind of got a, the schedule got a little softer, and we got our confidence back. Kirk Cousins playing good ball, put up thirty-seven against the Jets, and now the rematch of the Minnesota Miracle <laughs> back in back in Minnesota. Yeah, and I'll say this: that we've been playing good ball. The defense has been the uh, New Orleans defense is suspect. Yes. They, to be the first, this will be the first game with Eli Apple. <laughs> yeah, I, Eli, Eli Apple. <laughs> Eli, <laughs> it's their first game with Eli Apple. Right. I'll just say this: I'm hoping we've got we'll take this three game streak and we come in this thing prepared because if we start off slow, which we've done sometimes this year, blow look y'all at the, off. look. Oh, they would yeah. do us dirty. They'll, they'll blow y'all out. They'll, you Drew, you because one thing about it, teams that lose like that, and they got you on the schedule. And, oh, they oh, can't yeah. wait. They had this game circled. We yeah. going back to Minnesota. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, we want them. We, we want, want them bad. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> but but we but we are in Minnesota, which I do love us being at home. Everybody get to keep a regular week in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I play this, but I think, but I think we can take this one though because that defense has been real suspect, and Kirk Cousins has been for even in the losses. Kirk Cousins has been playing oh, amazing, been, been great, been yeah, great. he's I, been great. amazing. One of the one of the better offseason pickups. He's been yes. great. Yeah, and I got something to say about that as far as the NFC North is concerned. But go ahead, yo, Saints and Vikings. I want to hear yours. I I I gotta go Saints now. If if Minnesota was to win, it wouldn't shock me. Because mm-hmm. they they've been playing a lot better than they did early in the season, but mm-hmm. I, I I still think uh, the revenge factor is it's, gonna, it's deep. It's gonna, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna win out, man. Marcus Williams might have the best game of his entire NFL career, right? You know, because I mean, hey, he made a mistake, rookie. He he made a mistake. Yeah, but it was amplified a hundred times because of the the time he made the mistake. The the, the magnitude, it's yeah, a big moment the, to, the, to make that the mistake. Game, NFC Championship. Well, mm-hmm. no, it wasn't. It wasn't a championship. It was the what divisional. Divisional. But, yeah, but either way, I mean, I was all eyes. All eyes that watch football were on Marcus Williams at that point. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think I. I mean, that offense is is that offense as it always is. Right. Defense is definitely suspect and. Mm-hmm. The the Vikings could definitely exploit that, but I think I think Drew Brees and them. I I think they the revenge factor is too much, man. I think they get y'all. But you know me, I'm going to do it. 
Go for I'm it. Take, I'm taking my Vikes, of course. Like, of course, <laughs> of course, I'm taking you, my Vikes. You got to. We got we we got we got Adam Thielen, who done caught a hundred yards for like the first seven games of the year. Amazing, uh, amazing. Latavi- Latavius Murray gives us balance, give us balance on offense. Our defense is is playing up to par. We mm-hmm. get Everson Griffin back. Oh, he's coming back. He's oh yeah, Everson Griffin is back. That's, that's big. We've that's been, big. we've had a good we've had a good pass rush with Adam, so our defensive line play is only gonna get better. So that's yes, big. I'm that's taking big. my Vikes, and I wanted to say this about the NFC North. What you? Uh, you saw that the Lions made a trade for Snacks Harrison, right? I did. Okay, that move right there is why Aaron Rodgers shouldn't have signed that contract. Look at <laughs> it. Yeah. The Bears went out and got Khalil Mack. Got Khalil Mack, yeah. The Lions, not saying Snacks Harrison is going to be like the ultimate dominant game changer, but they're making moves. They're doing they're, something. And Patricia's a defensive mind. And he went, they said, you know what, let's go. He's available. Let's go get Snacks Let's Harrison. go get him, yeah. Minnesota went 13-3 and with Case Keenum. And what did they do? Drop Case Keenum, go get Kirk Cousins. Paid him a lot of money, but the fact of the matter was they saw their opportunity and they went to go get it. What have the Packers done? Nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Ab- absolutely <laughs> nothing, man. Nothing. They've done yeah. nothing. That's what I'm telling people. It was a hundred and some odd million dollars. No. Dude, Aaron Rodgers would have made so much more than that if they, if he would have played out his contract and let him hit the open market. He'd have made so much more money than that, so much more. But that was yeah. the reason why he shouldn't have signed that contract. I feel bad for a Rod, man. Yeah, I really it's do. it's it's terrible. It's terrible. So now we didn't cover. So we didn't cover that. I think this. You want to get into some news? Let's get. Yeah, yeah. Let's get into some news. Um, did you see that? Wait, did you see the um? The dudes who got pro- the dudes who got locked up from paying them college players. I did. I, that's a that's pretty that's pretty big, there, man. I mean, yeah, you, you, you're losing was, your freedom. They're going to jail. Jail, <laughs> yeah. This ain't like an NCAA slap on the wrist. Like they no, like, no. they're going to jail for at least four years, man. For playing college players, and I, I of course, I, of course, me, I do think college players should be they i don't know if they should be paid flat out but they should be given some type of they should be given some type of money for something of course because well i think i think we've touched on that before they yeah i think they need they need they need some type of something because then when you yeah because when you don't anything that you forbid just creates a black market for it Mm -hmm. which is hilarious because the guys that were on trial these three guys in particular their whole statements to the courts was, "Hey, um, we not the only ones doing this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, you might want to go look at some of these other teams and these other programs as well. Because honestly, we're just, hey, we're another shoot at, hey, we're the, we're we're another shoot at the gunfight. That's basically all this is at this point. Right. We're just another shoot at the gunfight. Everybody's shooting and doing this stuff." A lot of big name people got named. Uh, who got named? I, what was that? Uh, uh, I'm Chuck Pearson. Oh, sharpshooter used to play for the Pacers. Chuck Pearson got. Oh, you talking about players? Yeah, just Den- people. It was a lot of people Den- that were just named as far as Dennis, his with be- Dennis Smith was named. Uh, Bill Self. Calipari, uh, not Calipari. Rick Pitino oh, Rick came Pitino. up Did, again. Wait, yeah. wait, didn't wait, didn't Bill Self die out Rick Pitino? <laughs> So, yeah, so, yeah, so, somewhat, somewhat, but yeah. Bill uh, Self was like, "Hey, uh, Patino knew what was going on." Patino right. like, "Dog, I'm fired." Yeah, leave, leave me, me out alone. Of you still, you still got your job. Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm trying to work on something here. Right, right, right. <laughs> Next thing you know, he trying to apply somewhere, and it's like, "Oh, you knew about this, dog? Help yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs> leave me alone. You got your Kansas job. Y'all number one in the country. Leave me be." Terrible. <laughs> But I was but, like, man, but I, it was just crazy to me that they're actually facing real jail time. And the bigger part is, is this wasn't a bigger story. Like Coach K and his and his and Wendell Carter, Zion Wilson, uh, uh, Williamson, a lot of those guys have gotten named for possible infractions and whatnot. And this isn't a bigger deal, like at nah. all. Like no, there was like no like real coverage behind this story. And I was just like, huh. Only reason I think it was like that was because this what this happened last year mm-hmm. they just got they just got sentenced well they just lost the case but 
the case was built against them or, or began being built against them last year. Mm, right. I, I think that kind of has something to do with it. The, the reason it's not as big as maybe it, it really should be. Yeah, because we're talking about guys who not just went down for this. Those guys named other people on the way down. They put a they put oh, yeah. a whole Frank Lucas. Oh yeah. <laughs> if I go down, I'm bringing everybody with me. We got to go. Yeah, they they was talking about like they named programs and all that kind of stuff. Like, hey, yes, somebody else going with me. But they got real jail time and I was just I was shocked to see it. Because now it gets to the point where the people are going to look at the NCAA like, okay, we got these guys that are going to jail and they're naming people. They're naming right. people, naming teams, naming universities. What are y'all going to do? <laughs> exactly, because we all know, I mean, everybody that's listening, me and you, we know that mm-hmm. this this happens, right? Of course. This goes on, and it goes on for nearly every recruit in the country, okay? People people getting money and they get houses money. and stuff. Oh, and, all oh, kinds. Get family members getting jobs. I mean, just just anything you can name to get your, get that kid to come to the school. So this happens. Right. But right. the fact, like you said, that they're naming names and naming programs and, and all of that and trying to get – Adidas, I mean, if you look at it from this aspect, this is Adidas trying to one-up Nike. Kind right. Of, you know, so, I mean, that that's big, man. Yeah. People, people in power are not going to like that at all. But I still don't think the NCAA does anything significant about it because nah. we've seen the NCAA botch so many quote-unquote investigations and whatnot. They still had that, what, that Miami investigation that took, what, Two three years, yeah. <laughs> it was and just they, there. <laughs> and then after a while, terrible, they was like, man. they was like, oh yeah, y'all good. We we just forgot to tell y'all what dog. <laughs> they they are terrible. <laughs> NCAA yeah, is just, terrible. Yeah, terrible. but that's that. See, speaking of somebody else who's terrible. Apparently, the owner of the uh, the GM of the Pelicans is terrible. <laughs> According <laughs> to David Cern. <laughs> All right, for old, those of you, oh Dell Demps, Dell Demps. Oh no, uh, no, I was just saying his name. Because <laughs> no, um, apparently, for those of you who know or may not know, a long time ago, when Chris Paul was with the New Orleans Hornets, the, they were the still Hornets. the they were still Hornets. the Hornets then. Yeah. Chris Hornets Paul the played time. for the New Orleans Hornets, and the GM for the Hornets. Was sending him to L.A., baby. Was, was sending him to, to the Lakers. With Kobe. Remember. Kobe was still with there. With Kobe. Man, we were going to win at least three more championships, man. I'm still mad behind that. Hold but anyway, on. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to get Oh, no, you good. Go I'm going to let you go, I'm gonna let you go but I'm going I'm I'm to so, get the story out first. He was supposed to be traded to the Lakers. Like, the deal was done. They was yeah. like, oh, We'll you'll take Chris Paul, we'll take such and such, and then do the do the move. And then next thing you know, David Stern blocks the trade, which was almost unheard of yeah. because we had never had a commissioner meddle in trade business like that. Yeah. And of course, up until a point, well, up until like a few days ago, a day or two ago, um, everybody always wondered what was the thing? Was it collusion? What was Chris? The 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 Lakers didn't they didn't want the Lakers to be that good. David Stern hates the Lakers. And there was a he, whole lot of conspiracy. It wasn't it wasn't <laughs> David Stern hates the Lakers. It but it was we didn't want the Lakers to be that good. Not necessarily by him. Yeah. But the other other owners, smaller market teams, they, they were mad. And that didn't that part didn't come out in the story today. Mm-hmm. That was that was from way back then. That the was other, from way back then. Yeah. Other owners didn't didn't want LA because it remember at that time it was the whole small market versus the big market. Mm-hmm. I, I can't keep my guys type of thing because right. they this was before the, the big social media boom. I want I, all those guys want to be in, in big markets so they can get their name, their brand going. You know, of course, yeah. But no, I, I don't think it was David Stern against us, but the rest of them owners were hating. Man, they were hating. Well, well, before you, before before I turn you loose, so there was a there was a story that came out a day or two ago, and David Stern, you know, he's long retired now. He just living his best life, showing off the NBA games, just chilling whenever he feel like it. No doubt, and. <laughs> Somebody asked him about that trade and why he blocked it. And he was like, "Yeah, the Pelicans, the Pelicans GM is an idiot. <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, yeah, he's bad. He's terrible. 
Look, that's why that's why I blocked that trade because he's he's an idiot. He was about to screw this whole thing up, so I just had to stop him before it got really bad. And I was just like, "Whoa, that's crazy for to have the commissioner come out but, and just straight up say this dude's yeah, this dude's an idiot." <laughs> yeah, that that I was shocked by that too. That was, I mean, he was like really straightforward with how he felt about it. That was that was kind of strange, man. They must have some kind of history. They got some beef. <laughs> they got to because he even, I mean, he even went into how he's about to lose AD. Like, I'm like, wow. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm tearing down everything on the way. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Dang, Stern. You can't be talking about the man like that, man. You're going to kill his job. <laughs> yeah, because uh, yeah, New Orleans, they luckily they signed him right. and they got another three years on him. But is it is going to get to a point where I think if they don't make a significant trade or they make if they don't get make any significant moves, AD balls out of control. He's he's going to try and get his way up out of there. He's going to pull a Kyrie or something and be like, "Yo, get rid, lead, get me out of here, bro. I'm not going to waste. I'm not going to waste the rest of my time here. I'm not going to waste my prime years dropping thirty, having to drop forty and twelve and twelve. <laughs> and we Just, still and we still don't win, or we only win by one point." That's yeah, and it's much. like, yeah, that's too, too much. much to put on a guy, especially yeah. when you see someone like with 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 Boogie over there and, and with the Warriors and all that oh, kind of yeah. stuff. It's like, man, let me go. Definitely, definitely. No, I, so, as far as, as as far as my take, hey, I'm a Laker fan. We all know that, so right. I'm I'm still mad about the the nine trade. Still mad. Oh, I'm still mad, man, because we we'd have more championships than the Celtics if that trade would have went through. We know that, but I mean Chris Paul, Kobe Bryant in the same backcourt, man. That's that's unstop. That's too much intellect, too much intellect on, on, on in one backcourt. But right, I I'm I'm just amazed, man. That I, we got to remember at the time that Stern only the real reason that the trade was able to be vetoed was because he was acting as the owner. Tom Benson hadn't yet bought the team. They were mm-hmm. still in the they were still in the process of that. So Stern was the acting owner, and your GM, the way he said it in, in the article, your my GM is is wanting to give away a future Hall of Famer for peanuts, more or less. Mm-hmm. And I, I I couldn't be tied to that. Is 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 what it boiled <laughs> down to? <laughs> hey, you look so, at hey, that's your man's. Don't 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 put me in there with him. That's your right. guy. Right, right. Found that I just found that incredibly candid more than anything else. Just because you know, I like that though, G. The candidness. Yeah. Oh yeah. I appreciate that, man. Because too many of them, like, like prime example, man. Tom Brady and my Patriots, Bill Belichick. They not gonna give you the real, the real deal. You know, they gonna all this, all that underlying smoke they got going on over there. But they not, you'll never hear about it. You know, you'll never, you'll never really hear about it out coming out of their mouth. You know, if they gonna, they Mm -hmm. gonna, they gonna tow the Patriot way, the company line, and Mm -hmm. they gonna keep it moving like that. I like candidness. I like honesty. I love it. Yeah. So speaking, so now we're going from one owner to another owner, just possibly making big moves. Daryl Morey. Oh man. Daryl Morey and the Houston Rockets are are pushing all of their chips to the middle of the table, yeah. going all in, and they've offered the Minnesota Timberwolves four first round picks for Jimmy Butler. Oh my, that's a lot. That, man. Would, that's a that lot. is quite a lot. A I lot. agree with you, and I'm going to tell you this: I would call this a totally idiotic, preposterous move. If it wasn't Daryl Morey, we've watched Daryl Morey, Morey before that got before they got James Harden. He goes for the out. He goes for the he gusto. Goes, he goes for the gusto. Put it like this. Put it like this. But before the James Harden trade, he put out. He still managed to put out a competitive basketball team. Yes. Acquired a lot of talent, a lot of picks, uh-huh. and then when it came time for him to make that move and strike for James Harden, boom. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. So I put like this: as of right now, he's leveraging his future for the moment. He he's saying, as of right now, we got Chris Paul extended, James Harden not going nowhere. We got Capella extended, so then they'll give us Harden, Paul, 
Butler, Capella. That's a good team. Man. And they and then they still then they're not giving up nobody on the team at the moment. So they're still keeping the Marquise Chris, the Eric Gordons, the PJ Tuckers. They still have their entire team in tech and adding Jimmy Butler for a possible playoff because we and you both know these championship windows are small. No doubt. They are small. No doubt. And you got to strike them while they're hot. And he, as in Daryl Morey, is saying, hey, we are hot right now. Even if they don't trade for Jimmy Butler, we won't have a better collection of talent on in this arena for probably for another 10, 15, 20 years. So we need to go ahead and strike while it's hot. I wouldn't say leverage four first-round picks for your that's for a, anybody. That's a lot, man. That is a lot. I, I agree with you. I wouldn't I would definitely say that's not the best thing to do, but Daryl Morey has showed his intelligence to still be competitive without having star players. No doubt. And he got good players without having to absolutely tank. So if this was anybody else, I wouldn't trust it. But Daryl Morey, the analytics guy, the I the MIT grad, go for it, Daryl Morey. Go yeah. for it. Run I- it. And plus then if I'm Minnesota, hold on. If I'm Minnesota, this isn't a bad idea no, either. I get four future we, first rounders. Because <laughs> then you got f- four future first round picks yeah. to match with Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins, your two young stars. Yeah. Both so very then you young, could take yeah. ve- both very young and you can draft. Now you could sit, sit here and literally handpick your roster. Right. And pick guys. That specifically fit your stars, Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins, and then you could then probably by the time Houston's done, all of your first round picks are probably coming to something, and then y'all could you know make a run and be the team. Yeah, I, I agree with that statement because Jimmy Butler obviously was not the the piece, even though he's a good, great, talented player. He wasn't a piece to fit, but beside Cat and, and Wiggins. Well, that you well, you know, all of that was Thibodeau anyway. Oh yeah, he wanted this his Bulls guy. He wanted his guy. That's, that's why Derrick Rose still got a job, <laughs> even Derrick though he's ball, even though he's balling this year. I give him that. Him, Taj Gibson. You see that? You see the joke that came up on Twitter uh, a little while back? They start calling him the, the Timber Bulls. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because he had signed uh, what Luau Dang, Derrick Rose. Apparently he'd make him. He'd made a new. He had tried to make a move for Joe Kim Noah. He'd already had Taj Gibson. He got Jimmy Butler. It's like, gee, he's just making the Bulls all over again. Like the exact Bulls, not Bulls like players. No, he made the exact Bulls roster. <laughs> Give me these guys back. I want them back. <laughs> I want this exact team again. Yeah, I want this team again. <laughs> we went to the. We went to the the the. The championship game. We went to the East Champ Finals. Yeah, know? yeah. I want I these. Want he didn't take that model and try to find guys like that. No. no. He said, give me those Give me guys. them back. Yeah, <laughs> give me them guys back. <laughs> well, let's see. So then to we can move that one. So then let's check out on, let's check out and see how his team is doing. Last game uh, played Minnesota and Toronto. Toronto takes it 112-105. Kawhi Leonard, uh, t- Toronto's 5-0. Kawhi yes. Leonard drops 35. Yes. Looks good, man. I knew he was going to ball, man, but do you see – okay, question is, do you see Toronto as legit competition for these? Oh, no doubt, no doubt. They, I mean, they were legit competition with DeRozan. I mean, we all know when they, when, when the lights shine the brightest – they probably were going to shrink, but LeBron is gone, and LeBron was their kryptonite. I, I mean, I had Toronto up there even before mm-hmm. the trade, but with Kawhi, with Kawhi playing, I mean, playing defense, they're deep. The team is deep. They're they're legit. They're legit contenders with with the the Sixers and the and the Celtics. I still got Philly. I'm, I'm still I'm sticking I'm sticking with, I'm sticking with my pick. I'm going Philly, but yeah, Toronto is definitely. Definitely a, a legit contender. Well, five and zero. This is their best. This is matching their best start in franchise history. Um, Kawhi drops thirty five. Serge Ibaka fifteen, going seven for ten. Kyle Lowry is thirteen points, ten assists. That's you know that's very Kyle Lowry like things. Like you said, they got Valanciunas, Norman Powell, a lot of guys that you know coming off the bench giving great production. 
Like you said, it's a deep, it's a deep team, man. They're very, deep. very deep, deep team. Minnesota, on the other hand, uh, a lot of double-digit scores, but nothing really that nothing really is make you go. They shot, they shot bad that night. Car Anthony Towns with five for seventeen. Some dude named Akogi, Akoji. I got his name wrong. Four for fourteen. Like, yeah, they shot bad that night, but. But well, so you have to expect. Go ahead. Go, go, no, no. Go. What you? What you about? To, I was about to ask you a question. Go ahead. I'm making state. Just this. Just this quick one. Well, you had to know the Timberwolves are going to start off bad. There's too much dysfunction to be going on right before the season starts. Okay. Him okay. walking in. Him walking into practice and getting all the third string guys and was like, "Hey, you, you, janitor." Come on, let's play this game, and they show up and beat the starters as he's fussing at the as, owner. You need me, yeah. As he's cussing, <laughs> as he's cussing everybody out in the process, drop giving work. Yes, giving that work. But okay, the question, what's your question? The question goes to to exactly that. So, mm-hmm. with all of the the dysfunction, and even though he said Jimmy Butler said it was the intensity that the younger guys played with. Mm-hmm. with we know it was about the money thing. They built. They they chose to build around Carl Anthony Towns, which I don't think is a bad move. But no. the the intensity factor of it, as far as as what Jimmy Butler said, mm-hmm. those guys. Okay, they're two and three now. Mm-hmm. What if we get twenty games in and, and they're maybe ten and ten, maybe eight and twelve? You know, they're they're still struggling, staying around that five hundred, and it's solely because those guys don't play with the intensity that Jimmy Butler is still expecting them to play with. How do you think that goes? Well, put it like this. As a whole, I think if Jimmy, considering how he started, how the season started, if they put it like this, I think I'm going to equate this to the LeBron factor in Cleveland. Uh Like, even though LeBron leaving makes them incredibly less talented, there's also incredibly less pressure. Yeah. If that makes any sense. I agree. And if they're 10 and 10, 12 and 8, they might end up trading Jimmy because they'll think to themselves, oh, well, if we can get the pressure of Jimmy out of here, our young guys would play freer. They play faster. Right. Instead of having to worry about, you know, Jimmy Butler looking at him in the side of their face the entire time. Uh-huh. So I think that might be their theory here is if we trade Jimmy, then our team would would we be we'd have we'd be less talented, but we would play better because it wouldn't be that pressure of trying to live up to the quote quote Jimmy Butler expectation. I I agree with that one hundred percent. That's that's a good way to look at it, definitely. But now we're gonna now we're gonna get to your team that you say is gonna get to, gonna win the East. Philly. Oh yeah, the seven, the seventy sixes, man. Their last game they played, they played uh the Bucks. Bucks beat them one twenty three, one oh eight. Giannis went thirty two, eighteen and ten. Went off. Oh, so that was that was so unruly. That was so un- Ben Simmons actually played. Yeah. yeah. Had a fourteen point. Had a triple double. Fourteen. Another, Wait no, yeah, fourteen, thirteen, and eleven. Another triple double, by the way. That's his second of the season. The young season Mar- so far. Markel Fultz hit shot five, made five points. Yeah. JJ Reddick dropped nineteen. Markel oh. Markel Fultz is gonna be the death of my pick of my my yep. Philly going to the to the finals. Yep. He's gonna be the death. Of Here, but here's the thing: he won't be if they stop trying to force him. Right. I think that's their problem. They're trying to fo- – he was the first-round pick. He 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 got the yips in his shots. I don't know what you want to call it. Yeah. And now he coming into the year, he hasn't done anything, and all of a sudden, well, we're going to start him for the first half and play J.J. Reagan for the second half. Like we said, that sounds like an owner's move. Yeah. And the guy's going two for six. He went one for one for three, which is good. The guy made a the, the guy made a three and got a standing ovation for his first game. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> It is not even like some half court deep three like Steph Curry. Guy, guy makes a regular three yeah. and just. Oh my goodness! <laughs> they went, they went crazy. They went crazy for a guy hitting a three pointer like in a league where people shoot. Everywhere in, in a league nowadays where people shoot fifty shots a game, fifty threes a game. Markel Fultz hits one. Everybody loses their mind. I don't get it. If they stop trying to force him, they need to just chill out. They start JJ and then work Markel in, but giving him Mark. 
Markel playing 27 minutes? No. No, not – no, I agree. No, no. no. Markel, no, he's not going – he's not going to be it. But then we're looking at what? The foreign the foreign old Bucks going into the year. Mm-hmm. 123-108 for the Bucks. The one thing I see, this team – I don't know if this is their rotation every night, but the depth is non-existent here. Right. I agree with that. Because – Cause I see what Middleton thirty three minutes, Giannis thirty seven, Lopez thirty two, Brogdon thirty five, Bledsoe thirty three. That's a, and that's their starting five. That you only almost got almost played the whole game. Yeah, you only got four other players that that played. I mean, they played in double digits, but nobody was over nineteen. And the night the guy that had nineteen is a rookie, young guy. Why White Dante? De- yeah, I mean, <laughs> Defensenzo White. So, White Dante, yeah, hey, I, that national title game put him on the map. Oh I, no I, doubt, I've definitely been keeping an eye on White Dante. He can play, he can play, yeah. but but just the minutes stack up, man. Coach Bud is like riding his starters. He's riding. Them. Like you said, like you said, another four other guys who actually got playing time. So like, yeah, that's a, that's a lot of minutes. I don't know if that's their whole rotation every game. But I, but I can definitely see with this one, that's a lot of minutes to put on those five guys, and that's definitely gonna start. If if that's their rotation, that's gonna take a toll late in the season. Oh yeah, and that's not sustainable. Uh, oh no, 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 not especially with only four of the guys getting minutes. Right, four of the guys like not sustainable at all. Not at all. But we'll see how that we'll see how that goes. Then we got what? What else my, got played? My Lakers, my Lakers. We got us a win. We got us a against win. the Suns. It was against, the, it was against the Suns. It was against the Suns. Okay. The team who let Coach Steve Kerr let the players coach that game last year. We, <laughs> we're not going to do this. Sorry, <laughs> right. we but, need, we needed that. We needed a win. Yes, y'all did. And they came yeah. out and played defense, which is what Walton. They they said Walton came in for walkthrough Friday. He, he was excuse me Friday, Wednesday, upset. Totally upset because they weren't yeah. defending. They weren't guarding anybody, and they came out. Right, they, they played defense. They played defense. I, I'll say this: you know who I think the biggest winner is. Weird as this about to sound, you know who I think the biggest winner of this Rondo fight? Lonzo Ball. Of course, yeah, He's, no doubt. Because now he don't have to worry about Rondo for a few games, mm-hmm. and now, and plus, then if we're gonna look at right, somebody presented this to me, and I had to agree with it. If we're gonna talk about the Lakers as a whole, even from a personality standpoint, Rondo came back a few days later talking about Chris Paul's not a nice guy. He's mean. Nobody likes playing with him. Okay, you do realize that that's your captain's best friend, right? That's like they're that's. Your your captain, that's his son's godfather. Yeah, they're gonna try. <laughs> you feel it. what I'm saying? They might try. It. I I could see. And it's like, <laughs> and it's like, hey, and then all of a sudden it's like, you know, he's calling out Chris Paul, mm-hmm. and then it's like, oh man, Rondo is great, but he's really a disruption. Then you got Lonzo Ball over here, just cool, calm, collected, and shit. I'm like, hey man, let's just, let's play. Let's go who? Yeah, let's play ball. Let's play. Let's go ball. play ball. That's right. Which, He's like I'm, and Le- I can see LeBron going like, "Yo, I might like playing with Lonzo better because he he can shoot off the dribble. Well, he can do he can he can do catch and shoot. I didn't mean to say off the dribble. He's a good catch and shoot shooter, and I could very well see Lonzo getting a little more playing time even when Rondo comes back off the suspension because he's like he might just look at him a little funny." You know what I'm saying? It's one thing to get into a fight. Because then you even seen after the fight, LeBron was consoling Chris Paul. Yeah. I, oh, my goodness. If we, He was consoling Chris Paul after the fight. I can't believe that, man. That was The optics for that were terrible. Okay. I, I'm, we all know I, I don't really like LeBron all that much, but he's a Laker now. I'm a Laker fan. Man, you grab your teammate, man. Don't don't go grab the opposing team and, and walk him off. I don't care whether it's your godfather, your brother. Man, that looks bad, man. That's terrible. Very. And then and then you got a team full of young guys though. If it was veterans, mm-hmm. hey, and that a little more. Them young guys is looking like, wow, why why is he? You know, why is he consoling the other guy? 
that's not he doesn't have a purple jersey on. <laughs> because then it's, it it looks kind of contradictory when the, you got LeBron making statements like, "Hey, stay down. Your brother's gonna pick you up." And then yeah, you help Chris Paul. You go help Chris Paul. <laughs> what in the world, man? It's going on here. Come on, what is going on here? Well, another so then, thing, another thing out of that game before we move on. Uh, mm-hmm. Booker Booker hurting his hamstring. I wonder how long uh, he's gonna be gone. Wonder how long he's with, gonna be gone. Because without him, they literally have crap. They have DeAndre Ayton, and that's it. But that's, even then, that's rookie and right. That's and, it. you know that's, that's up and down. You know he's got to. That's tough. He got to figure the game out. So yeah. that's how that goes. That's tough. So then. Now, in the woe, to me, uh, in the woes of what is the Rockets' defense, the Rockets and the Jazz took the court. Jazz putting up 100. First of all, can we salute the Jazz defense for holding Houston 89? 89? After holding Golden State to 98 a few days earlier. Man, they playing. Yeah, they, they've been playing. They've been playing real good defense. Yes, sir. And... Of course, Diamond Mitchell has exploded this game, dropped 38. And seven, finally exploded. He said he had to get out of his own head. Say he was It'd be like that sometimes. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. It'd be like that sometimes. Spe- you know, especially you- for those young guys. Yeah, because, you know, he's coming off the rookie season. You know, he trans- he transformed from Donovan Mitchell to Spider Mitchell. And, uh-huh. you know, having so much success early. And, you know, sometimes that's uh, – I heard a dude say this about music once. It's bad when you have a guy or you have an artist who's a one-hit wonder because then it's like they don't know what kind of music to make afterward. Like, you don't know if they like your song or they just like you. So right. you're kind of left in this weird space like, oh, what do I do now? Right. So then you then came out this rookie year, you exploded, you then became Spider Mitchell, and I was like, oh, man, I got to go make ESPN every night. No, you don't. Let's no, play you basketball. don't. Go, your plays go, are gonna come. <laughs> help help your team win. That's what you gotta do. Wait, I got a question. What you got? When did Houston get Michael Carter Williams? Uh in the offseason. Really? The off-season. Oh yeah. I feel lied they, to. <laughs> they they went man, they took a deep step back to me. Cause one Huge. they they wanna be they wanna be a three point shooting team. Okay, but you only can can shoot the the amount of threes that they want if you're able to guard on the other end. And right. They let go my Butte and Ariza as we we discussed before. But right. then you you replace those guys. You pick up Michael Carter Williams. He can't hit a three. He can't hit a, he, he can't hit anything. <laughs> he was ne- he was never a shooter. Never a shooter. I mean, and he's not that great of a defender. And then right. Carme- Carmelo is not a defender. I think that's. Right. I think that's really the motivation behind the the huge Jimmy Butler deal that they threw out there was to get oh, some yeah, per- of course. perimeter defense. They need right. that. They don't need no more scoring. They need defense. And I will say this, and of course we just mentioned this, but how quickly we forget, this is how bad they look without Chris Paul. Yes. This is how bad they look without – you got Carmelo, you got Harden put up 29, Melo put up 22, but then after that – that's it. Capella puts up ten. Air Gordon eleven. Uh, Air Air Gordon shoots one for twelve. PJ Tucker two for seven. Joe Green one for five. Melo three for eight. Like oh man, this that's, is yeah, that's terrible, man. That's ter- they <laughs> they got worse. They, they who got, who got worse. who let Michael Carter Williams shoot threes? He went one for four. One for four. <laughs> who lets him shoot threes? You remember that? Wait, do you see that early that moment early in the uh, the preseason when Melo shot that mid range and he was turning around to the bench? Was like, I'm sorry, y'all. Right. I'm sorry. Right. Michael Carter Williams should have done that for all four of those threes. Absolutely. As soon as he, even if he made him a night, he should have shot up. My bad. Y'all. I apologize. I so yeah. I, apologize. I didn't mean to shoot that. Yeah. Some. <laughs> that's not not my game, fellas. My bad. Y'all, y'all, <laughs> y'all starting to rub off on me. Yeah. And then they only ran, and then they only ran seven players this game really. Some guys, uh, we got some DMPs uh, from Nene and James Ennis. Yeah, Ennis was sick. So they really only ran seven players and Chris Paul being out. Yeah, they would have needed the they would have needed all of that to beat this because it's crazy to think that even without Chris Paul, they still got held to eighty nine points and beat by eleven to Utah. To Utah. 
So I, I which is a, which is a great defensive team, by the no way. Doubt. Like this no is doubt. how this is how Utah gonna have to win their games. No doubt, no doubt. They're looking a lot like Denver. Agree. So I say, I mean, beginning of the year we had Houston up there with Golden State. Yeah. I don't see that, man. I I, I thought, still do. I knew. I Go knew. Ahead. I knew that the reason and my Butte leaving was gonna hurt a lot because that was mm-hmm. your that was your wing defenders. You're two long, right. long wing defenders. Of course. Man, they look bad though, man. They do, but I'm not I'm not selling the stock just yet. It's early in the season, just like we said, Chris Paul didn't play. And as much as I don't think they got better with Melo, I don't think they've done I don't think they're that much worse to knock them out of that Golden State contention. So I'm not I'm not selling stock just yet. They're I'm still with them. Let's as go far Lakers. as being a contending team in the West. Let's go, Lakers. Let's go, Lakers. Here, here's, you, here's your chance, L.A. Let's go, Lakers. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> then, of course, last but not least, and the biggest action of was Wednesday night. Yes. Steph Curry. War, Wardell. Oh, my goodness. Stephen Curry. Yes. Drops 51. And three. In three quarters. Three quarters. Three quarters. In shooting, hold on. How many? What was that? Eleven. He made what? Eleven threes. Eleven for sixteen. Uh, eleven. Eleven for sixteen. Yes. And shot fifteen for twenty-four. And you're just like, what? Do, what are we supposed to do about this, coach? He's making the most amazing shots ever. Guys in his face. We ain't seen Steph look like this since like 2016, 2015. Uh huh. I think he had caught himself trying to calm down since KD got there. Since KD you know, let got me there, step, yeah. Let me come. Yeah. Let me step back and be the team guy. He done came out this year and was like, no, dog. No. You, you finna go. Let you me get ex- my team back. <laughs> Man, you, you took you, the words out of my mouth. You you leaving next year. We all know that. So let me go ahead and, and stamp my claim back to this is my team. <laughs> Just in case y'all forgot, this is, this is the first ever – First and only unanimous MVP right here. <laughs> Give me that. Right, right. You you took the words out of my mouth. That's right where I was going. He, he, it seems these first five that he has made it a point to let everybody put everybody on notice again. Hey, I'm still here. Steph, Katie may leave. That's cool. Right. I'm still here. I'm here. Just I'm in here. case y'all forgot what I do. Let me show y'all contested threes. Wait, did wait? Did you hear about the uh, the training, the train, the summer training regiment his trainer put him through? No, I did not. Check this out. He called it the best training session he, the training summer he's had with Steph. But of course, trainers are gonna say that. Yeah. Apparently, he challenged Steph Curry to a drill. He called. He made it up called perfection, where he have to make twenty threes in a row. From all different spots, all different links. If he missed it, he had to start over. And then after that, he'd have to make 10 free throws in a row. And he had to make six of them swishes with no rim. They said after about a few weeks or a month in, Steph was killing it. I was like, what? Wow. <laughs> Steph was out there swishing free six straight swishes. Cool. No rim. Cool. No. Not he wasn't challenging him just to make it. He was challenging him to make it without the rim. Just yeah. drop that thing straight in. And I was like, oh my. So obviously Steph got ahead of this thing and was like, you know what? KD probably finna go. We done got our rings with him. I need to reclaim my team again. And let me get back to showing y'all what, what was that? The baby faced assassin? Baby faced assassin. <laughs> so let me get let me get back to my baby faced assassin and show y'all. Just in case y'all forgot, why was the first ever unanimous, unanimous MVP? Unanimous MVP. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Clay, what Clay had nineteen, eight mm-hmm. or seventeen shooting. He still, I mean, they're four and one. He still had Clay. Clay Thompson still had cut on. And while we're talking about Steph's fifty-one and three quarters, let's not forget, man. My my guy Kobe has sixty and three quarters. <laughs> 60. Oh boy, here we go. I don't Six, know. Sixty I don't... points in three quarters, man. <laughs> well, there was the joke. Well, put it like this: with with Kobe, with them winning the game with against Phoenix, you'd have to worry about going zero and five and having to see Kobe come back. Yeah, I know. I was I, <laughs> as much as I love Kobe, man. I was 
I mean, I know it was a joke, but I was hoping that we didn't even have to go there. I didn't want to have to go there. No. Uh -uh. Not at all. You thought he was playing. I thought he was serious. You thought he was serious? I hope he was playing, man. I, I hope he was. Man, Look, Kobe, man, Kobe loved the Lakers too much, man. I thought if they were going 0-5, I, I don't know. Put like this. I don't play like this. I'm going to be totally honest with you. I don't think Kobe would have showed up to play, but I do think Kobe would have pulled a Jordan and showed up to practice and been like, yo, <laughs> we need to fix this. Yeah. <laughs> and then next thing you know, you got Kobe running drills, and it's like, Oh God! Here we go total, again. Totally, totally, total, total difference in practice. But then again, you know, it might not be that much different because they say LeBron runs practice kind of. I don't think intensely. Goes, yeah, I don't think he goes quite as hard as Kobe. Kobe was kind of maniacal with it, but they say LeBron runs a, a tough practice, man. So I that would have been interesting, man. Really, to see that dynamic with those two mega stars in the building together, you know. Could 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 LeBron could could LeBron be handled being pushed by Kobe like that? He, because it's I, one thing. Because I, well, I say this and I'm done. I don't know. Here's my thing. Uh-huh. It's one thing for LeBron to be in a Laker uniform. This is business, okay? Yeah. He shows up. He's got his TV shows. The Hollywood he's guy. Out his, he, yeah, he's he's. This is him being in LA is business. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For Kobe, it's personal. It's personal. This is the only team he knows. This is the only team he loves. Like the the only thing about that question, I I think LeBron. I don't. I, well, LeBron could because he has mm-hmm. been before. Because they said that what I think it was the the two thousand eight Olympics. The yeah, fir- the first year Kobe played because they had all been practicing. Well, when Kobe right. walked, when Kobe walked in the building, everybody to a man said that the whole intensity level ratcheted up ten times. You know, of course, that's oh, what Kobe does. So I don't, but at this point of LeBron James' career, I don't know if he could, if that would have sat well with him, man. I really don't. And I, I think that <laughs> might have that, that might have made that might have been more of a detriment. Even though his Kobe's heart would have been in the right place, I don't know if that would have that would have been the best course of action. Because it's already been well documented up until this point, LeBron. You know, late in age. Mm-hmm. He don't like to practice. <laughs> no, no, he does not like to practice. When he does, he he brings it, but he doesn't. He doesn't like. He doesn't like to practice. No, he doesn't. Uh-uh. So, so I don't know. that would that would have been good, man. That that would have been interesting. Let's just say that. That yeah, would have been interesting. Definitely would have been interesting. So anywho, you got you got anything else you need to get off your chest? Uh, I'm sitting here watching my my Lakers go toe to toe with the the four and Nuggets. Man, we down two. At the at the moment, with LeBron going to the line to shoot too, hope, <laughs> hope, yeah. Le, LeBron going to the line to shoot too. I'm not gonna go there. I'm not gonna go there. Not gonna even. Not gonna go there because I. Well, I, as, I'm gonna get some grief from from some of my friends for steadily bashing LeBron. So I'm not gonna go there, man. I hope I hope we pull this out though. I hope we pull this out. Well, I'll just say this as we as we are as we are recording. It's is a Thursday night. Uh, Detroit beats Cleveland 110-103. Uh, Portland Trailblazers beat the Magic 128-114. Lillard uh, drops 41-34 in the second half. Celtics beat the Thunder 101-95. We have an 0-4 Thunder team. Yeah, Celtic and the Celtic, the Thunder were were firmly in control of the game, man. And Boston, mm-hmm. Boston came came back like a ball of fire, man. They had a big, big second half. Big second half, like you said. Then you got the Lakers and whatnot on. And what's uh, what's this Thursday night game that's on? Let's get this update the, right here. The Dolphins and the and the Texans, man. Oh, that's not worth discussing. Nah, but not. Texans up. I like Texans te- up 35-23. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's what I expected. Put it like this: this game is only a big deal if the Dolphins, if the Texans, if the Texans lose it. Agreed. That's the only way it's a big deal. Only way. But anywho, let's go and get my socials and whatnot, man. Hey, I'm uh check me out at www.farsports.com, uh my blog site. Uh, of course, as always, please check us out at, on Facebook at PG Sports Podcast, you know, get in our group, check out the sports group. We talk about a wide range of topics, PG Sports. Uh we're on Twitter at PG Sports Pod. 
on Instagram, PG Sports Podcast. Please check us out, rate, comment, tell us how we're doing, what you think, give us some topics, love topics. So please continue to support. We love the support. We really do appreciate y'all tuning in. And, you know, we do this for y'all, man. Like I said, we don't get no money for this. This is labor of love. We do this only we do this only and solely for y'all. So let's um is my Twitter page uh your boy G C L Y A B O Y G C L on Twitter. You can follow me and I'll follow you back. And um yeah, all the socials, all social sites, my um my esteemed co uh, co host said before. Um you got anything else, Paul? Man, nothing but thank y'all for listening. See you next episode. See y'all next episode. Peace.